Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we are talking to leaders who live and lead mindful lives. I'm so excited today to introduce you to a dear friend who really, truly lives mindful leadership at home, at work, with all of his teams. But, uh, today we're going to talk to my dear friend, John Chen, who is the author of a book that is launching as we as we launch the show actually it's called engaging virtual meetings john you always have the right message at the right time for the right and perfect people i want to start with how did you get to engaging virtual meetings in a pandemic i mean really really okay well well part of the mindfulness piece what i like to say is while most people are complaining or worried about coronavirus what i like to ask people is you know what are the gifts that the coronavirus has given you. And, you know, people come with unique answers if they stop and think about it from, you know, being with their family or their pets more, right? They're eating more healthy, you know, other types of things like that. For me, it was, uh, well, coronavirus came around and then we had our first day at home order in March here in Washington state. And uh, I lost 15 programs, right? And so 15 paid programs. But what I, my intuition said, why don't I just start some programs for virtual team building? Because I've been talking about this. I wrote a book about it. It's called 50 Digital Team Building Games in 2011. We were very excited to teach people around the world, except that we are trying to tell people and they're like, that sounds really cool. But here's some money for the face-to-face -face thing. <laughs> but uh, in March, people got interested again. So I put an online class and through some miracles, I'm truly some miracles, Holly, one, um, a library picked it up and they put it in libraryjournal.org which I did not know, but is one of the largest library websites in the world. And my class like took off. And then my publisher sent an email after I sent out one of my email blasts talking about this class. And he goes, wouldn't you like to write your second book? And of course, if you lean in, you should say, yeah, I'd like to write my second book. And not only did I write my second book, but I did it in one third the time that I wrote my last book. And, uh, and they, so they, uh, John Wiley and Son, so it's the same publisher for my other book. I'm very excited about that. Thank you very much. They um, greenlit the book and they rushed it. So in publishing time, the, the publishing date is October 21st and we signed the deal in kind of April or May. And so if you are in the publishing business, you know, that's pretty fast for publishing time. Usually it takes a much longer for that. And so, uh, yeah, that's how it became. And so uh, one other piece here, Holly, that, that I think you'll find interesting, the title started out to be virtual team building because that's, again, my expertise. I've done that in virtual team building. Halfway through the book process, right, I had finished a, a conference for a Fortune 100 company and I was telling stories about what happened during that conference and, it, and the publisher just stops. And he's a New York guy. He never stops. He He's always going forward. He never wants to stop. He never wants to go backwards. But he goes... I think I want to change the title. And I'm like, in my head, I go, really? But it, outwardly, I'm like, say more. <laughs> <laughs> so I already had this intuition earlier on, but, but he had it and he said it. I didn't have to say anything. All I had to do is, that's a good idea. 
So we changed the title to Engaging Virtual Meetings. And the theory behind it is this. Eh, maybe 10% of you who are listening to this like, might want to do some virtual team building. But all of you have to meet to get something done. And so if you and when you're here online and you know that a lot of your meetings are not engaging, uh, right, you've had to suffer through them, that, that this is a book that you would probably pick up. And so, yeah, so that's how it came to be. Uh, the cover was changed, everything happened. And now I'm actually going to receive shipment uh, books, I think, within seven to 10 days. And then we're going to start pre-shipping the books, which officially launched October 20th. There you go. Well, we're always so proud and excited and inspired by the work that you do here. And we got a sneak peek at the Mindful Leadership Council of your work in action. So we know that Zoom meetings, Microsoft meetings, whatever tech you're on, that, that's a whole conversation. And I think you do address some of that in the book, but really it's beyond that because on some level, anybody can pick a platform, whatever platform you use, then there's the tech within the platform. But I was reading some, some interesting stuff last week about meetings. And, you know, mm. we used to think about meeting trade show, like no, if you were going, you had to do all this pre-work. You had to get there and do all the work. And then, you know, well, now people think in a, you know, a virtual meeting, well, I can just walk across the hall and get, and get on. So I, I would love to hear your insights on how you help people set their mindful mindset even before an online meeting happens. Because I think that's a huge piece of creating intentional, mindful success on these online meetings. Listen to that word, intention. Because if you just wanted to meet, you push the button, send out an invite, and have people join. But if you're listening to this, you probably, right, uh, know and are concerned around or, and, and value intention. And so in intention with that, I mean, first you really got to decide why are we meeting? And this is, you needed to do this in the analog realm, right? And a lot of people don't, right? What do you want? It sounds like a simple question, but try asking a few people, what do you want? And you'll find a lot of people have challenges answering this question. And that's what you need to do. This is what Holly does so great. If she doesn't know the answer, she's going to sit, right? And she's going to wait until the answer comes to her or she develops the answer before doing anything else. And I think, you know, even though it takes time, it saves time, right? Because now you're actually going to be intentional around this and get something done. And so on the technical side, then after you know that, what do you, what do you want to get done? Then you're talking about how do I design this meeting? So especially if you're the host of a virtual meeting, you should listen to this. How do I design this meeting then to achieve that goal here virtually? And some of that is sequence. Some of that is techniques and tools, right? Sometimes, you know, it might be poll or chat or some other of these things. Uh, and sometimes it's the analog stuff that's really great, right? So what I'm trying to think one that recently was, um, you know, just the simple part of writing a word, right? So you ask people, what's your intention for this meeting, perhaps, is a question you can ask. And instead of putting it in the chat, you have them write it out. Right, maybe give them enough time to put some symbols or graphics on it, and then have everyone on screen hold it up at the same time, and uh, you'll find that you get a completely different effect. And as you were, if you are the host and you read through the words, one of those words somebody has thought about it and has a totally different intention than you, and that makes you think and might even alter the course of your meeting. And I think those are the what you're looking for. Um, 
one of the intentions that we set, one of the principles that we have, uh, we have what's called the engage method. And one of the six principles is engage and interact with every attendee. So that's the other piece of intention that I believe you should have, which is that you should have a plan to engage everyone that's in your meeting, no matter how big or how small it is. And I believe that if you do that and engage them, then they'll return that energy back to you in being uh, engaged and involved in your meeting and contributing. So uh, hopefully that answers your your thoughts about intention. Maybe you, you have some ad additional ones too, Holly, especially with all the meetings that you've had. Well, we love that word intention. And my my definition around it is how are you going to put your energy in motion? I don't know. Does that mm. resonate? Is that kind of in the same realm? What, yeah, yeah. How, how would you define it, intention? Uh, yes, yeah, some of it is that planning, just the mindset. But some of it is too, as I bring this to all the virtual meetings that I'm on, how can I bring energy? I don't think people think about that. That, that one, that it's possible. Yeah, that's what you have to get in there. Some people that who might be listening to this think already, if they start the meeting with this mindset that says, I can't connect to you like I can in person, you're going to be right. And what I can tell you is that I've had people from all around the world, literally Saudi Arabia, right, Slovakia, uh, New Zealand, feel connected on a meeting because I start with the, the mindset that says it's possible. It is possible, right? If you go, you go through the quantum, like you can actually see the science behind it and the quantum physics side that it is possible. It's one of the cool things about being human. Well, and that's where, you know, again, how are we going to put our, our energy in motion? Is this meeting about decisions? Is it about collaboration? Is it about connection? And then being clear about creating the space, even online for that. And I think right now, while your book is really focused on, on business meetings, it is also invites that those same skills work if we think about a virtual funeral, a virtual wedding, a virtual birthday party. And for good or for interesting, this time of possibility, time of pandemic is inviting us to also be clear about that. And so when we're engaging a virtual meeting, I, I know you and I would agree that it's also, it's more about building a virtual experience. What's it look like? What's it feel like? What's it sound like? And I, I, I can hear our, our listeners go, but Holly, I'm just looking at a TV screen. I'd be curious, what are you, what's a tip that might help a, a, a newbie or somebody who's been struggling through Zoom meetings, just become that 1% better by thinking about how to create a look, a feel, a sound that might deliver a little bit more engaging meeting. Deep pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're demonstrating it. That is one way. It is. It is. Is is uh, that's actually that's also a good one. I think that people don't think about being comfortable with silence. Being comfortable with silence online is a challenge, and you'll you'll see it when you have a host that doesn't know how to do it. That's the host that just keeps talking and talking and talking, and is in the same tone, or sometimes even at a more rapid pace. They just keep going and going. They have no idea that they should really at some moment. stop get your group to stop that's how you can have an impact so that that's i think that would be one tip is to be comfortable with silence i think if you're talking about creating an experience too i think uh the other thought that came to me is around this right um those who know me who've met me online and ever met me online is that i am building something invisible inside this box 
this video box that you may or may not be able to see every moment. And the invisible thing that I'm trying to create is what's called psychological safety. And I studied it when I was in team building. Google's done a lot of research on it. So like the number one factor for high performing teams isn't their pay, isn't their manager, isn't their environment, isn't their computer. It's psychological safety. And so, so after you get used to having silence, one of the other things that you can do, especially I think people who know intentionality and who know mindfulness probably do this better than most people is to create psychological safety. And what that means is you create an experience where people feel safe to contribute. And what I mean is if your meeting that you're in, right, that like, like yesterday or the day before has all your screens off, you have some work to do. <laughs> and the first stop is, in, and then so, and it's not wrong, right? Ever you meet everybody where you're at. But if you want to see how you as a host can be mindful and slightly uh, what I, I guess call better or, or more inclusive is to get people to move one step. And that is, for instance, go from camera off to camera on and you don't tell them you don't do this. Holly, turn on your camera. Right. No, no, that's that. Don't right. Like, Holly, I can feel her already. I know her. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you? What are you telling me to do? And I've got 20 responses waiting to come back at you. No, you have to do an invitation. Right? And it's just like and uh, make it OK. Right. I'd, I'd like to invite all of you to turn on your cameras. I know it'll be a benefit. Uh, I know if you didn't do your makeup today or you're just uh, still in your yoga pants, that's fine. Leave it off. But I, I would, you know, we would always appreciate turning. Around. Oh, Holly, you turned your camera on. Thank you so much. So these techniques here, one is an invitation and two to reinforce immediately when people do something that you ask them to do and tell them it's OK. That, that's when you start to build that safety. So then if I asked you to contribute, if Holly was mic off or mute all the time, and then she volunteered herself, right, to contribute to the group, that's the next stage. And so that's what you can look at. And the, the ways to build psychological safety are, are that. One is to acknowledge and be friendly. So it's all around the hospitality. It's like your energy. Is your energy, is it inviting when you got onto this meeting? Or are you freaking out about the 50 screens here that you have and the 22 emails you haven't done and the 30 texts that are showing up on your phone, right? Uh, so you start with yourself, but once you become inviting, then you look for things that you can do that can be inviting to the audience um, around that. And those are things that, again, making it okay uh, for whatever they do, but of course, inviting them to try and engage a little more with a group. And I think Holly, you've worked with lots and lots of groups in mindfulness. One of the things that you see is that as you go through the mindfulness practices, then people begin to share more of themselves. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are the tips that, that I have. Uh, have you seen anything else in this area that would make at least the video meetings that you've seen 1% better? You know, one of the pieces that you demonstrated when we were working with the council was that something as silly as the annotate feature. Um, that is, that's a feature that most of the softwares have, but so many of us are afraid to use it. And we created a space that was, we, we needed to answer a problem and they, and they worked through, you know, option A, option B, option C. And then we put them in an annotation to unlet people pick a little, little emoticon that matched them and they could vote. And they, but as, and you laugh because you watch it happen all of the time that, yeah, certainly we could have had everybody thumbs up or thumbs down or that type of thing. But by bringing in multiple options and letting people be safe to, to purposefully play with the tool, they were 
engaged in the tool, which therefore embedded in that got them engaged in the decision making process. So looking at your technology as a strategic tool for, I love your line earlier, always going forward versus mm. a barrier to getting the decision done. Again, you're talking about it, it is, you know, I, I say it this way, it is done unto us as we believe. If we believe in engaging and we implore all of the, the strategies of your E-N-G-A-G-E model, we're yeah. able to create the, both the science, the, you know, the, the data and research yeah. shows us work and that intuitive energy for greater levels of success. Well, I love that, which is like, you know, getting people to play with tools too. I think you can almost feel people's like light bulbs goes on when they, when they see it, the first you direct them to it and you can feel that they're hesitant because they've never done it before. And then they get that small bit of success. <clears throat> so they see themselves on the screen and then they see that they're collaborating. There were 16 or so people that were putting marks on there. And, and now you get this piece going, I feel connected to these people. I'm collaborating with these people and we're making consensus and decisions together. And what I do matters, right? What I do matters. And I think those are all important things that go along with that. And then of course, I think the benefit is one is we got a piece of work done. Two is that we engaged them. But three is the secret is that they're engaged because now they go, oh, I never knew I could do that. And now they're already going off and being engaged going, I could do this in my next meeting. All right. And so I think that's, I think that you're doing favors with that. I think that is a great way to create engagement. And this is what I can ask people um, as you go through your virtual meetings, whether you have planned them or haven't, be mindful of your reaction to what's happening because you'll discover the things, right? Oh, Holly, you'll love this one. Have, have I shown you the heart? I may have shown you the heart, right? Okay, so let's just do this with me. So for those who can't see, uh, I'm making a heart with my hands and Holly's mm -hmm. now making a heart with her hands. Okay, so now just take the heart and push it. No, put it in front of your face. There you go. Now push it in front of your face and through the camera and go all the way across and out. And now, can you actually feel that? I can feel that, absolutely, yeah. When you do that with more and more people, like 12 or 16 or more or 25 on a screen, people report back, oh my God, I felt that. And that was discovered by another person who was in my class. He goes, we should try a heart. We're like, okay, let's try it. And all of a sudden we did it. And it's like, it seems to be a universal that that works. And so those are the kind of things that you really need to think about. And so that's why I'm saying being mindful, saying that watch for what works, experiment with people give you, right? Play with it. And for the things that work, then, then use them and share them to other people going, oh my gosh, I discovered this cool new thing. Oh, well, I love that. We're definitely going to um, rip and steal that one. <laughs> it's not stealing. It's, it's a collab, right? The, the word of the year is collab. Just, uh, just do the kind favor saying I learned that from John Chen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of learning it from John Chen, we're so grateful that you have provided um, a VIP access code for us to get access to your introductory and your advanced workshops, as well as getting this book right hot off the presses. It will make you shine like a hero in your online meetings, whether you're meeting with dentists or doctors or young students. It's all applicable to everyone who's meeting, no matter what platform you choose. So John, I know you are busy in promotion. I want to let you go, but is there any last minute tips or thoughts um, of how we can get more of you? 
Uh, well, uh, the Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference. So if you're hearing this, it's October 21st through 24th. There will also be a video pass. So if you actually hear this afterwards, you can actually buy a pass and watch the videos um, uh, afterwards. And I believe they're going to be amazing. Uh, there are nine total speakers top virtual speakers around the world. Plus there's a whole day of fun experiences, scavenger hunt, bingo, dance parties, painting. So on Saturday, we give an example of all these new virtual activities that people are doing. Um, and so the, the best part too, you talk about diversity. We have people, uh, uh, different gender, different uh, diversity. We have uh, speakers from Hong Kong and Taiwan. And I did that intentionally because if you come to this, you don't get just my interpretation of what is an engaging virtual meeting, right? We're humans. We all have patterns. But what, what's amazing is that uh, I've chosen all these other speakers because they're all bringing something different. And if you come to this conference and I think experience these nine speakers, I believe you're going to get at least one, if not uh, 100 things. Your mind might be, this is the motion. They feel. You put your fingers on your head and it blow your mind, right? Uh, that hopefully that something, at least one thing, if not multiple times during this conference, it will blow your mind. It's here to celebrate the book. And the easiest way to get to it with a 50% discount code is engagingvirtualmeetings.com slash conference, as well as Holly is chatting a code specific to her for all her listeners. Again, that will get you 50% off. You should use that code. Well, John, it's also um, my great delight to have had the opportunity to provide not just an endorsement for the book, but but a, but a few little mindful tips uh, you'll see there as well. So um, for more on John, you've got all of the links there. And John, thank you so much for being a part of the mindful uh, community. We look forward to having you again soon and know that we are supporting you with absolute intention that this book goes viral and you change many millions of lives with the power of virtual meetings. Thank you so much for your yes to the Everyday Mindfulness Show. We'll see you on another episode. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.